Hi ladies, it's Alina. Today, I'm excited to go on a journey of learning more about what imposter syndrome really is and how we can all use it to our personal advantage. Hello goddesses, this is Kanike and as always, great to have you back. Ready to dive in and unpack the imposter syndrome together with us? Then get comfy and let's go. I would like to start by first unpacking the elements of imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome is a syndrome of feeling undeserving of your achievements. It's the experience of feeling like a fraud or an experience of some form of self-doubt or doubting your abilities or achievements. Surprisingly, people with imposter syndrome are usually high achieving people who believe that they got where they are by luck and as a result, downplay their achievements. So throughout this episode, we'll be sharing our own personal experiences with imposter syndrome and also share some helpful tips and practices on how we can not only embrace the syndrome, but also make it work for us and our personal transformation. So Kanike, curious to know what imposter syndrome means to you and how you interpret it or have experienced it in the past. Oh, of course, Alina, you know, being there, experienced it, gone through it and still have that. It's, it's just there. And despite mm. the negative association that many people have about this syndrome, I actually see an element of positivity and in fact, an opportunity for growth. That's so interesting you say that. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I think it really helps us to stay humble. It helps us to push our comfort zone and explore new horizons. It really, I think, helps us to become a better version of ourselves. The trick, of course, here is to keep it within the healthy limits and not overuse it. Aha! So this trick, tell me more about this trick and how does it work? Well, I think if we look at the root cause of the imposter syndrome is fear around how other people might perceive us, right? So mm -hmm. I want to flip that angle here and say, what is your own perception of yourself? What is your own perception of your self-worth in your head? Remember, we said that people read via you from you. So it really goes back from your own interpretation and perception of how much worth you think you represent. And in this case, it's very important to stop comparing yourself to others or to the journey of others. We don't know the full story. And remember, we are all unique. Pressure of peers, you know. When I speak to people, it could be, oh, my peers are so smart. It could be expectations of people when they promote you or they increase your salary, you feel another layer of pressure. Or assume the expectations about the new job. You are offered a new role and you've like, oh, can I do it? No, I don't think I can do it. It can be so overwhelming and definitely can trigger and call for some self-questioning and doubting. So Alina, maybe as usual, <laughs> let's unpack mm -hmm. it with you. And maybe you could give us an example of when you experience an imposter syndrome. Mm. This is a very vulnerable story. So my personal experience with imposter syndrome happened when I was interviewing for a tech blockchain cybersecurity startup in New York City that was founded by two Yale professors. And so the startup was mainly composed or created by Yale engineers. So all of the people that were working there were extremely, extremely smart in their own mm. expertise, which is coding and developing everything 
engineering that I have nothing, uh, no knowledge about. But basically, uh, throughout my interview journey, um, as you might have recalled, I was actually working with you when I was preparing for the interview. So my initial interview was to come up with a training, a 45-minute training on how to conduct an interview. So the interview in itself was a very challenging ask because the people that were interviewing me, they didn't know it was an interview. They thought I was an actual trainee. And I remember that I only had three days to share. So in a retrospect, I can see that this was a stress interview just to see if I was able to perform in very stressful situations. So I ended up getting the job. It was a very exciting feeling. I felt so proud of myself, but I all of a sudden felt this overwhelming wave of imposter syndrome of thinking, oh my goodness, I am still in college. I am 27. I'm still working on my degree and I'm being hired for this role that I only have two years of experience in. Like I felt that I was not deserving and I got there out of luck. I honestly mm. thought that I got the job because I had worked with you on it. So I just couldn't believe that I got the job. And I think it continued on throughout my time there because I felt that I had to constantly perform in order to prove myself and that I deserve that spot. Uh -huh, so that's that kind of my personal exactly exactly and so in retrospect I can confidently say that some of the ways that have helped me throughout my inner work is that I was able to identify that the trigger of the imposter syndrome was coming from the fact that I lacked the credentials uh -huh. so yeah talking about the trigger I think it I could see and I could hear a bit of a pressure of peers you said they're all from Yale very mm -hmm. smart individuals right and you according mm -hmm. to you you are not at that level so that sort mm -hmm. of steam and trigger Deep. the mm -hmm. exactly the imposter syndrome what else do you think has been the trigger to experience that well i think education was one of them because i didn't have i would say a regular journey to getting my college degree i was working and i was putting myself through school so definitely that was something that was a personal trigger of mine and another thing might have felt that the expectations that came with the job i just didn't think that i could do it i was constantly instead of focusing Focusing on the action items, I was overthinking the whole experience because, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh God, one day they're going to find out one day. So I felt like I neglected some of my um, duties. I could have done a better job in retrospect. But I thinking back, one of the ways that I have came stronger from that experience is that I realized that I needed to focus on the action items that would help me feel like I was qualified. I used that experience to further expand my knowledge and expertise in human resources people operations and just the tech world in general, I enrolled in multiple online courses or courses that would help further expand my expertise. And I started going to networking events. So meetups just uh -huh. to meet more people alike and just to share stories and share knowledge. You see, this is what I was referring to. Opportunity for growth. As the result of that, you pushed your limit and you started building up your credentials, right? Networking, mm -hmm. getting additional educational qualifications that helped you to grow and develop. And that's the positive element behind the imposter syndrome that I was referring earlier. Yeah, I'm actually interested to hear about your story of imposter syndrome, Kanike. I feel like not enough people talk about these as openly. So I'm really curious to hear your story and learn more about how you were able to overcome it. The biggest one kicked in when I was offered my current job. I was being at the age of 34 and having an opportunity to take on the most senior learning and development 
role in the group. It's the head of the L&D function globally for an organization with 10,000 plus employees. That was a huge pressure. And reflecting back, I think there were two aspects of that that triggered my imposter syndrome. First is the predecessor who was doing this role prior to me, and she is awesome, super competent, super experienced. She's done an amazing job. And if we look personality-wise, I'm complete opposite of her personality. And I was like, oh my gosh, can I do the job? No way. And the other aspect is generally, I did not have so much of L&D experience. And I was questioning myself, oh, maybe I won't be able to do that. Oh no. The same trail of thoughts that you had, they'll probably figure out, find out that I'm not as competent or good at it as they assumed I am. But what I've done, so what you've done, you went on and you studied Mm -hmm. to build your credentials and to build your qualifications, right? your professional expertise. Mm-hmm. What I've done, I've, I have a conversation with my manager. I've come up with a strategy of what I want to achieve in the next 12 months of the financial year. And I've adopted a very constructive and productive mindset towards that. So instead of being overwhelmed, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, can I do it? I was like, okay, in the next 12 months, these are the things that I want to accomplish. Point one, point two, point three, point four. And that's mm-hmm. where I started focusing my attention, doing one thing at a time. I complete one mm-hmm. thing. Good job, can you hear, you know? I complete the second thing well done the third thing good and every time I achieve this minor milestones it's an opportunity to celebrate it's an opportunity to remind myself like oh I can actually do the job I don't have to be exactly like my predecessor I could be myself and I could still be successful I was not overwhelmed with lots of thoughts in my head but I was very constructive what can Mm. I do now it's all about adopting a one at a time step approach and doing something about it remember we've we've discussed earlier that it's all about how we respond to the situation Mm -hmm. so I think my approach was okay I'm overwhelmed I'm stressed but let's see what I can do about this what can I control and then slowly and steadily I moved on Mm, I love that and I think it's such a useful tip because it's the most challenging one choose how to respond during an experience of imposter syndrome. A lot of women, including myself, experience an overwhelming feeling of either a creative block or a stuckness when this imposter syndrome comes through. It almost overpowers your rational perspective Mm. of yourself and your worth. And as a result, we lose this crystallized clarity that we've spoken about during our last episode. So just to share another tip when we are feeling overpowered is to reconnect with someone that you either respect, trust, and love and ask them to give you a different perspective about you because it will be the most objective, rationalized perspective about you. And I assure you that you will be very surprised to hear a lot more positive reinforcement that you think you deserve. And and I think in my case, I went straight and I spoke to my manager and she was very straightforward, right? She's like, this is what I expect. This is what I want. And it helped me to stay productive and clear. But to your point, I also went ahead and I got myself a a mentor somebody Mm. who could give me a different perspectives on things and I think it's so important super important and another tip that I would like to share with our audience today is to be generous with our compliments or gratitude we love to talk about the strength philosophy and this philosophy is all about 
building on our innate talents and abilities. I genuinely believe that we can take part in that process by giving others authentic and genuine compliments or thank you notes. This way, we will help more people discover their own natural talents and skills so that they can use that to fall back on that when they're feeling like an imposter. Yes, Alina, 100%. And I think also critical that I've noticed a lot of time is not only give feedback, but also accept feedback. Super important. Right? And sometimes you would give a compliment to somebody, a colleague, and it's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine, nothing. But it's so important to accept that. Appreciate yourself. You mm. are giving a praise and you're worth it. Remember, it's all about your sense of worth within yourself first. Mm. And to your point, Alina, it's so important to focus on your strength. Because when you focus on your strength, it comes with joy. It comes with mm. pleasure. It comes yes. effortlessly, right? And it brings much, much faster ROI rather than us comparing again against our peers, against our predecessors, against the salary that you've been given and you roll whatever it takes, focus what works for you. I love that. And I also want to just take a moment to normalize this feeling of imposter syndrome. When more people openly share about their own experiences of imposter syndrome, the more all of us can feel like we're not alone in our sufferings and that we can do so much to help one another. 100%. Again, you know, everything you say, Alinas, makes so much sense. What I also <laughs> wanted to add, because when I do my coaching conversations, when we facilitate leadership development programs, I always reinforce the importance of reflecting back on your past success. Again, because we're living in the world which is very high-paced environment overall, so many things are happening, loads of information flowing in. It's important to be in line and in trend with that, but it's equally important sometimes to slow down and reflect back. Now, all of you who are listening to us, reflect back on your past success. What have you achieved in the past week, in the past month, in the past year? What is it that you've learned? What is it that you're proud of? It's so important to, again, appreciate yourself and the way to simply appreciate yourself is really looking back and it's like oh that's actually a good point you know Kiniki I haven't thought of that I always say compare how much time it took you to do something versus you doing it now what is it that you started doing differently what is it you stopped doing differently and it could be something minor something small but it's an opportunity to appreciate yourself the so self-affirmations are so good Alina you said about the giving feedback right I spoke about mm -hmm. accepting the feedback but it's also important to give yourself feedback absolutely so, the affirmations like oh, I'm so good it's important because your brain hears that absolutely and the more the brain hears that the more you start believing yourself and what works for me I say these affirmations out loud verbally mm. I express it out so I could hear it myself I know some people would prefer to do it within their head what works for me is saying it out loud I definitely agree and I think one of the other ways that I would like to add value to that is tap into those moments where you felt the most confident and good about yourself because we can trick our mind. I think this is where the trick lies is that during the experience of imposter syndrome, visualize or tap into the memory of the last time you felt really good about yourself. Like you said, every time we receive a compliment, it's stored in our brain memory. So every time we openly receive and say thank you for the compliment or give one someone else, we begin to realize and be in that emotion, be in that gratitude. So next time you're feeling like you're an imposter, remember 
remember that your thoughts are not your reality. This is just simply a trigger that your mind is playing. As a recap, I would also like to ask some key questions that you can ask yourself when you're trying to embrace the feelings of the imposter syndrome and also utilize them to further expand in your journey of personal growth and transformation. Question number one, can you pinpoint to the time that you might have experienced imposter syndrome? How did that feel? Second question, can you think of simple action items that you can do right now to help you manage the feeling of imposter syndrome? And lastly, what is one advice that you would give to your younger self now that you know what imposter syndrome really means and are aware of some of the practices to use to your advantage? I love the last question. We asked that question in the previous episode and I know we've got a lot of positive feedback on that. What advice would you give to your younger self? So powerful. I still want to come back to the initial point that you've mentioned earlier because mm-hmm. I wanted to share the tip that works for me. Every time I get a positive feedback by email from my colleagues or my friends, I actually have a journal. I copy paste it in the, yeah, in a Word document and I put it in wow, there. Wow, you track it. You have a tracker. <laughs> I love that. And the moments when I feel down or a moment I start doubting myself, I go back and I read that. And when I read like, oh, it, it makes me that. feel good. And I think it's oh, so important. Yeah. We tend to take for granted positive things or positive feedback about us. And somehow humans tend to focus on what's not working well on the negative feedback. Being able to keep track and then go back and look at it again from time to time when you when you're feeling down. It's so important, right? As well as, again, I'm the type of individuals who like to get feedback, positive feedback verbally in my face. Same. Right? Same. In your face, did you say? <laughs> yes, so in funny. my face. Like, Akiriki, you're awesome. Yes, yes, tell me that. <laughs> It could be you going and asking for feedback, as you said earlier, or it could be just writing it down and keeping track of that. Have a or a, reading a, your strength you know, report. Or reading I your read strength, strength report. report. <laughs> exactly. Every time I'm feeling down. But I love the questions that you ask, Alina. And maybe what we could do, we could again finish off with a few affirmations from our end. Yes. Um, or do you want to? Shall we recap all the options and ways on how we could overpower the? Let's imposter? do both. You okay. want to recap, and I'll do affirmations this time. We'll switch ah, it up. let's do. That's okay. <laughs> so if we could recap, we spoke about think of the time when you felt overwhelmed and when you felt that imposter syndrome kicking in yourself and you were like, oh my gosh, can I do it? I want you to reflect back and think, what is it that you could have done differently? In a sense of you could start at one thing at a time, be more productive, write down a few bullet points, anything that comes in your head, don't overthink it, just write it down. Then once you've written it down, you say, okay, let me start with bullet one. Once you've achieved that, you go to the bullet two, three, and then you can see the progress made. Most importantly, start one thing at a time. Don't try to conquer the whole world. Mm. Number two, focus on what works best for you. What represents your strength and talents? Number three, we said, go and ask for feedback. It could be feedback from your manager. It could be feedback from your friends. It could be people that you respect and you appreciate them. To Alina's point, sometimes you will be amazed of how you come across to the people versus how you think of yourself. And it could be completely two different stories. They could say, oh, you're Awesome. What are you talking about? And having that consistent feedback from a few people would reinforce to you that probably I am awesome. As well as reflect and celebrate your success. What 
is it that you've achieved in the past few months, few weeks? What is it that you've learned? What is it that you are very proud of? All the small things can help you to build your sense of worth. Remember, it's all about your perception of self. So it's important to build your bucket with lots mm. and lots of love and appreciation of yourself because you are unique. Oh, I felt that. Oh, it's in my heart. And on that note, some of the affirmations that we can use anytime we're feeling down or feeling like we are not deserving, the affirmations are, I am good enough. I am deserving. I am so proud of myself. That's it for today. Stay safe, everyone. Sending you our love, peace, and virtual hugs. My name is Alina. And my name is Kanike. Till next time.